All right, thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders. This is the podcast where we highlight undiscovered talent. We're scanning Y Combinator, Pioneer, Product Hunt, Twitter, Indie Hackers, all these different networks to find really interesting founders and interesting projects and startups, and we feature them on the podcast before you've probably heard of any of them. And what's great about this is you get to follow along on their journey as they become more and more successful and say, I knew them when. So thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders, and let's get into our next founder you haven't heard of, but you will. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Carl Allen Memnon, who is one of the creators of Grain. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Very well, Matt. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm excited to dive into this product, especially because it's in you know the fintech world. So for those that don't know what you're working on and what Grain is, can you give them an idea of what you're working on? Yeah, absolutely. So essentially, Grain um, uses cash flow underwriting um, to provision a line of credit. So we take a user's existing debit card and we transform it into a credit card using their cash flow. So by comparison, when you're getting a credit card, for example, they'll look at your credit score and your self-reported income. We look at how much money you actually have coming in your account and going out so that we can provision the exact amount of credit that is good for you. So it helps with management. And the other sort of unique aspect of our product is we actually don't issue a card. So it's like a credit account attached to your existing debit account and you access it with your debit card. So let's say I wanted to become a user, you know, which I to- totally could. I totally might after this conversation. So I, I, I have my, my, my income, I have my debit card. Well, can you actually just walk me through, let's say I wanted to sign up. Um, can you walk me through what that would look like? And then once I'm signed up, what, like, how, how do I like use the credit card? If I, if I don't have a credit card, would you even call it a credit card or is like a line of, you know, can you kind of dive into the the flow there? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So essentially, um, joining grain is actually really easy. Um, all you do is you download the application and once you download, you enter in certain information about yourself, first name, last name, address. Um, and then you log into your primary checking account, whether it's bank of America, chase, whatever it may be. At that point, we're actually able to analyze your account and create a credit offer tailored specifically to you. Um, And that account lives in sort of the cloud, so to speak, because there's no card. And the way you access it is two ways. You can go into the application and say, hey, I want to withdraw 100, 200 bucks. And then that money shows up on your debit card, meaning you can just access it that way. Also, in real time, we're analyzing your account. And we provision credit as we see based on your spending pattern. So say, you know, we anticipate you have a bill coming up on, you know, the 16th of the month. Based on your spending, we see that you're going to have a bit of a shortfall. Our algorithm, our algorithm so to speak, um, will anticipate that and provision credit and inject credit automatically into your account. So just to make sure I understand, and I think I do, it's, 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 it's credit that you access through your debit card, but it's it's to the to to me and to like the banks and to the world. It is a credit card. It's just virtual, and then I'm able to just deploy that money on the debit card. Wow, what an idea! Would you? How do you? Can you tell me a little bit about where this came from? How was this idea formed? Very unique 
very new. Like there's a lot of fintech products out there. I haven't heard anything quite like this, especially on the podcast. Can you tell me a little bit about like how it got started? Yeah, absolutely. I think I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my co-founder. So um, our CEO is Christian Joseph um, and our CTO is Patrick D'Souza. Um, and so back in 2017, when we started the company, um, we were trying to look at the credit market generally and figure out why millennials weren't accessing credit cards. Um, 67% of millennials did not have a, a credit card and we we're trying to figure out why. Um, and we sort of fell into that boat. And what we discovered that was that there was a, a concern um, around falling into further debt right? Um, people have anxiety around managing their credit and making sure that their credit scores are up and that they're not falling into debt. And so we endeavored to create a product that would facilitate that and relieve some of the anxiety around managing credit. Um, and in looking at the market, the other thing we noticed is that, you know, credit and debit are treated legacy-wise as two siloed products. Um, when one should really inform the other, right? You know, how much money you have coming in your checking account should really inform how much credit you're able to sustain responsibly. Um, and so when we discovered that, had that aha moment, um, then that's when the idea of cash flow underwriting on a consumer basis sort of came about. Um, and then we sort of tackled the problem, okay, how do we access that or how do we allow consumers to access that credit in a cost efficient manner and meeting them where they are? So millennials and Gen Z already just prefer using their debit cards, right? And so we were thinking, okay, there is no real reason why you need this extra piece of plastic. Really, you just want the credit. They don't want the credit card. Um, and so we figured out in the back end that, you know, we can sort of create a, uh, a virtual revolving line of credit um, without the card and then just leverage the existing infrastructure to do so. And so that, in a number of iterations is how we ended up with grain as you know it there are always iterations for sure so i have a couple more questions more nitty-gritty on like as a user so let's say i'll actually give you a real a real life example from me three years ago because i'm curious like what i'd be able to do on, on grain so i uh about three actually what what's the date today Holy, it might even be this the day. It almost might be within the week. Like this week, three years ago, I started a company on a credit card, which is obviously not what you're supposed to do. That's like not a responsible financial decision. And I, I'm paying for it now, but that's okay. I don't regret anything. But like, let's say back then, instead of having credit cards, I had grain. And I decided that, great, like I want to start a company. I'm naive and young and I have this, I have grain. Tell me, like, what would what would happen if if my in income, let's say, because I like, let's say, quit my job, was like low. Let's say a thousand bucks a month, or like, you know, or maybe my profit, my personal profit was low, so my finance wasn't like great. How would Grain know how much credit to give me, and would it, would it like shut me off if I had a limit? Is the limit living and breathing? I guess, I guess, how, how does I'm, I'm curious about the limit is really what I'm trying to get at. How does the limit go up and down? Yeah, that's a very good question. There are a number of variables that go into the limit. So at the outset, when we're analyzing the account, we're looking at things like cash flows, recurring liabilities, spending patterns to determine a limit that you know, fits that individual. Um, but to your point, in real time, you know, circumstances are changing. And I think where we sort of have the edge uh, versus the, the status quo in terms of credit card issuers is that we actually know 
when that is happening in real time because we have that view of the customer. And so credit limits do perhaps go up uh, based on um, good patterns of behavior and increased income and things like that. In the circumstance you're mentioning where um, you, know, you have a credit line with grain and we notice that your income drops, for example, um, the algorithm will take that into account, right? It's not that your credit limit will drop, but it'll notice that, right? Um, and let's say you have an uptick in spending. So throughout the course of your income dropping and the uptick in spending, you, your utilization will likely go up in terms of your credit, right? So in the normal courses, if your utilization went up in your Capital One card, nothing happens. You know, nobody says anything to you. Uh, maybe you may get alert from a, a credit bureau or some credit monitoring service. What Grain will do by contrast in helping you manage the credit is we'll alert you as your utilization goes up. Um, and we will provide you tips and uh, different communication points to say, hey, we noticed X, Y, and Z. You know, what is going on? Hey, your utilization is above 30%. You may want to uh, adjust your credit management or it may decide based on your income that you should make a payment. Um, to keep your utilization low. And it'll take that action on your behalf. Yeah, that's awesome. This is a, gr a great product. <laughs> um, so how how do you classify your, yourself um, as a company? Are you a bank? Are you just a software product that does finance? Like what what are you? Or like at least what are you what are you headed towards in regards to a category if you have to categorize yourself? And if you can't, like what category are you creating? Yeah, that's a very good question. I think we're, we're somewhat creating a, a new category. Um, a lot of, so when we started the company, um, we sort of looked at how other people were tackling this problem of providing credit to, to millennials. And a lot of the relationships that they had um, created more, were more complicated than they need to be. Meaning, you know, you would try to borrow money and then on lend and then, you know, have to get licensed or, you know, you would partner with a, a bank that is in the business of lending out their charter and you'd pay them like 50,000 a month or whatever. Um, and so in looking at those options, we thought there's a better way to do it. And so we looked at, you know, institutions that had consumer capital to lend out um, and we partnered with them. And so in that way, we're actually not a lender, we're a software company. And that allows us to be a lot more nimble. Um, and so literally we are the conduit to which these banks and community banks, credit unions provision credit to millennials and Gen Z, because otherwise, millennials and Gen Z aren't banking at these community banks. I can, I mean, I don't have a look in, inside the numbers. And I like don't care to know, but I feel like this is a very good uh, money for profit. Uh, sorry, good company to make a lot of money because all these companies want to break into the Gen Z market, the millennial market, and they're not cool. Like it's not these companies like their brands like aren't cool. So like Gen Z, you know, isn't going to have it, but you're cool. You have a cool brand. And you know, so that's, um, it's an interesting strategy. What would you say the big, um, the big vision is I, I totally get what you're doing now. Um, and it's, it's really cool. But if you have to look out, I don't know, 10 years from now, or as long as you want, and you have a full line of products, if you want, like, you know, what does that look like? And, and, um, yeah, what's, what's the big vision for cream? Yeah, I think the big vision is to, um, and you know, it, it's it's certainly ambitious, but it really is to be a true replacement and alternative to traditional credit cards, and be for consumers what, um, particularly as it relates to credit, be what Wealthfront is or Betterment is to retail investors. Meaning, some robo 
uh, investor or algorithm to manage your credit for you the same way that you have an algorithm to manage your investment strategy. Because um, it's all the same, really. But right now, individuals are going through the anxiety of managing that themselves um, when we can easily manage that. So it's like having um, your own personal credit accountant um, in your pocket. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. Actually, usually I would ask my last question here, but another question just popped up that I'm, that I'm curious about. So, and if you can't answer this, that's okay. I don't know how, how in-depth you want to go or can go, but like if you're a software company, you're kind of like the intermediary between Gen Z millennials and these banks that want access to them. So do you, like, do, do you have any yourself cash on hand or you're ultimately like, a, are you like a marketplace almost like a market? Like, is that, would you say you're a marketplace and yeah, I guess I'll stop there. Like, is that what you are? And if not, can I, I would love to hear a little more about the relationship between banks and your, and your users just cause that, that's very interesting what you have going on there. Yeah, I think you hit the, the nail on the head there. Um, the, the ultimate goal for Grain is to serve as a marketplace where we bring those individuals, the Z, Gen Z millennials, um, to these community banks and credit unions who have consumer dollars, credit dollars to lend out, but really struggle to reach that group. And obviously we're providing a product that um, is what millennials are looking at and tackling the non-obvious problem of managing credit card debt. As someone who has gotten very intimate with debt over the last, you know, couple of years of, of getting, you know, into it and now getting out of it, I act, and, and like knowing, I think the market pretty well, just from what I know, like, I actually think there's a pretty big hole here um, that, that you're, that you're filling. Like there's a big gap that there's nothing, nothing there. Um, and yeah, it, it's congratulations on like com, coming to this. Like, I'm curious, like to help you make you as successful as possible. You're going to need some help, you know, from maybe employees, maybe investors, definitely customers, but also you got the forward thinking founders community listening here, ready to help. And as they know, the question is coming. So for my final question, what is an ask that you have for the forward thinking founders community in regards to your company and how can we help? Yeah, you know, I, I gave some thought to this question and, you know, it's interesting you know, the, the first thing that came to mind um, was the context and the climate that we're in right now. And, and really, you know, being part of the startup community, I think for a lot of companies, it's going to be, you know, difficult times, um, particularly when it comes to innovators. And so, you know, and whether or not this is an ask is really to sort of stay motivated in, in your innovations during these difficult times, because, you know, what allowed us to create this company was really a, a democratization of the banking system by innovators in the financial services industry, right? And that needs to keep going for things like RTP and, you know, other things that we're working on. And so I think if I had a, an ask for uh, the community would be to, to keep innovating um, and to, you know, collaborate um, on sort of solving these problems that um, create, you know, social and financial disparities in, in our communities. And that's one of the reasons why we started the company is to really solve an, an access problem and a management of credit problem. Because, you know, what happens is it, the, the problem permeates through other aspects of people's lives. Um, and if we can help people live better financial lives, uh, we can help them in other aspects as well. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on um, and kind of talking about talking about grain, which is such a such a unique concept, and I'm really looking forward to seeing 
how it grows. Maybe I'll be a user. You know, once I pay off a little more of my current debt, I'll probably get on there and play and use grain, you know, for future, uh, for, for future credit. So thanks for introducing me to this. And thanks again for coming on to the podcast. I wish you luck in your future, in your future journeys. Yeah. Thank you very much. And, you know, thanks for having us. It's, it's always a pleasure to, to talk about grain and introduce uh, the product to people. So thanks for the opportunity. You got it. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into that episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. And luckily, there's another one coming up real soon. But before then, I have a couple things to tell you. First, if you're listening to this and you think you're working on something cool or you think you're smart, hit me up on Twitter. I am at Matt underscore Sherman, and that is Matt with one T. So hit me up, shoot me a DM, and I'm happy to check out what you're working on and maybe we can get you on the pod. But at the very least, I'm happy to give you feedback on your product or project or startup. Lastly, if you can please rate this podcast in the iTunes store, that would be awesome. I'm trying to get up in the rankings so more people can discover these awesome founders. And the only way to do that or one of the ways to do that is growing with rankings. So if you like what you're listening to, Please just go onto the iTunes store, give it five stars or four, you know, or three. I'm not going to tell you what to give, but just tell whatever I deserve, you should rate that. With that, I'm signing off. See you next time. Bye.